Welcome to the Metal Report. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Cassani. And I'm going to let Vanessa tell you what the Metal Report is oh. this time. <laughs> I love it how you spring that on Because I always do it. I know. Because I'm a takeover kind of gal. Yeah. So the Metal Report is an old style of communication where women would go out into the meadow and kind of find berries and where the good water was at and they would come back and bring it to the rest of their tribe and so the meta report is our modern take on that and we speak on a variety of topics today we have dr laura cole so um laura is a is our I would call you a manifestation coach. Mm, yeah, I like the word transformational. Transformational, transformational. coach. Okay. I like that too. So, um, I don't even know how I came across you. I think I found you on Facebook mm-hmm. and um, invited her to speak at a I Know Somebody event. Mm-hmm. And um, she works a lot with the law of attraction and those types of principles. And when she spoke, I was like, you're speaking my language. Yeah, you know? for sure. And it, it was the first time I'd ever heard anybody speak in Houston that knew as much or more than me. And I was uh-huh. so looking for that person. So um, we worked together for a little while and um, she coached me. And um, I, she's just a really cool person. She has a really cool take on life and wanted to introduce her to you guys. Yes. So Welcome. Thank you. So why don't you tell us, um, you know, how you got started in in coaching? Mm -hmm. How and why? Well, it actually started a long time ago because when I was a kid, I grew up in a small town that was only Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't swallow the fact that if you weren't part of a certain religion, you were going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. Right? I always felt that way. And then when my mom passed away, on her nightstand was a book called Life After Life by Raymond Moody. Mm -hmm. And it talked about near-death experiences where people passed away and they came back. And it was the coolest thing because it didn't matter where they were from, their culture, socioeconomic, and especially their religious background. They all had the exact same experience of Mm -hmm. seeing that great light and going through the tunnel. And it just affirmed for me what I had already thought. And so I dove into it deeper. I started studying Wayne Dyer. Oh, I love Wayne I know, Dyer. Right? Oh just my amazing. gosh. And, and that led me to Emerson Theological Institute, where mm. I got my doctorate in uh, spiritual studies. And when I was done with my book study, um, I was ready to teach these mm-hmm. new thought principles. So I actually went to a Mary Morrissey event and walked in there with the attention I just said universe what's my next step mm-hmm. so I can start teaching these principles and um, I'll never forget it a woman named Felicia Searcy walked across the stage and she first told where her life used to be which she was telling my story at that point and then she walked across and she spoke the vision statement that I created because I teach people how to do vision statements mm-hmm. and I mean it's crazy same numbers same life everything so the second she was done I went straight up to her and I said I want what you have mm-hmm. and uh, and so she led me back to the table for coaching well I'd been to the exact same presentation the year before but I wasn't ready mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it and so back then I thought there's no way but she said, ask different questions and really listen. So I did, and it was the perfect choice. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I got my training and started my coaching career. I teach people how to connect to their higher power. 
mm-hmm. whether they call it God, infinite intelligence, universe, whatever. And um, because God, the universe, gives us intuitive messages every day. Because mm-hmm. we put a question out there, what would we love? And, and if we really stay aware and are just are in the moment, then the answers come. Now, whatever we focus on, that's what we're going to get. So whether it's for our good or for our detriment, that's what's going to come. Mm-hmm. So if we're constantly thinking negative thoughts, I'm never going to have money, I'm never going to have money, then by golly, here you go. You know, your bank account won't come. But if you go to, even if you're not there, and I call it fake it till you make it, I'm incredibly abundant. Money comes quickly and easy to me, those type of things. And that's what you end up manifesting. Because that energy that we can connect to from the universe that has, that's infinite intelligence, that has all the answers, like I said, it's always there. Mm-hmm. But it will give us whatever we ask for. But when I was younger, before I started all the study, I manifested getting in a car wreck and I actually died. Mm-hmm. And I obviously came back. Have I told you that story? No. Tell us. So when I was 19 years old, I went and bought my first car. car. It was a blue Ford Escort GT. It only had six miles on it when I drove off a lot. Loved, so proud of this car. But almost immediately it started breaking down. Mm-hmm. The ignition switch came out of my hand, the engine fell apart, the electric seat belt stopped working. And so I started saying over and over, I wish I had just wrecked this car so I get the insurance money. Uh-huh. I said it jokingly, but I said all the time. Uh-huh. All right. So 10 months later, I'd been babysitting these little girls. I'd pick them up every day after school, watch them at their house until their parents got home and leave. Well, I'd been doing this for months and months. And so here it is, March, and I'm driving home on a little two-lane country road because outside Amarillo, Texas, um, and I'm waiting to turn left, and I see this red Suburban just barreling towards me. I knew she was going to hit me. So I put both my feet, I bared down on the brakes, but she hit me from behind going 60, which knocked, which knocked me the other lane. The one was going 55 and hit me, just demolished my oh, car. Wow. And I felt my head go forward, my head go back, and then I was out. But it was a trip because I knew I was dead. And my eyes were closed, and I just said, oh my gosh, I, this is what it feels like to be dead. And there was no pain. Mm-hmm. It was complete peace. And I opened up my eyes, and the inside of the car was still intact. I could see the dash. But outside the windows, it was, it was so black, it was like a void. And there was no field, no cars, no road. And then, this is the coolest part of it, I looked to my right, and in the passenger seat was my sister Michelle. Now, Michelle had died two years before mm-hmm. I was born, and I always knew she was my guardian angel. When I was about three, I saw, I remember, I sit her sitting in my windowsill and talking to her, and my mom came in there and she said, who are you talking to? I said, it's Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I've always envisioned her being a couple years older than me. So here she is sitting beside me in the seat in her early 20s, because here I am, 19. And she communicated with her mind, not with her voice, because what I learned from the near-death experiences is everything's telepathic. You communicate through your mind and not mm-hmm. speaking verbally. And she just said to me, it's not your time. It's not your time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, okay, because how weird is that? Right. Yeah, uh-huh. And then I looked forward and I looked down and then I opened my eyes and realized I wasn't breathing. So I started hitting my head 
on the back of the car and then the ambulance came and they took me to the hospital and so but the reason I manifested that is because I said over and over and over I wish I would just wreck this car Mm -hmm. and get the insurance money and the universe God always says yes here you go so that's when I say when it's for your detriment whatever you place your energy on you're gonna be answered yes Mm -hmm. because that's what you're focusing on Mm -hmm. now what I've learned to do now is focus on I'm thankful and grateful. I'll always be financially okay. Mm-hmm. And I have been provided for hands down. And I've been provided with amazing clients. And just mm-hmm. so, I, I tell people I'm one of the most blessed people you'll ever meet. But it's because I constantly go into gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's probably my second most important thing is stay in gratitude. Um, even through the crap. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the hardest things we have in our life, that's what we learn the most from. My wake-up call was say, you need to get a divorce. This is not healthy. It's not good for your kids. And I'd known it for a while, but I just couldn't will myself to leave. Mm-hmm. And But that was my paradigm shift, my wake-up call. And so I'm thankful, even though it's terrible, one of my most devastating experiences, um, I was given the insight of get out. Mm-hmm. And I did, and it was beautiful, and I'm very blessed. So if you can have gratitude in those crappy, horrible, feel-terrible moments, knowing at some point the lesson's going to come, yeah. then it's going to make it a lot easier, and you're going to be able to work through it a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an incredible story, by yeah. the way. Um, tell us about the coaching experience like what does that look like with your with a new client or with an established client tell us what you do with your clients all right well the first do I thing I do is I always create a vision uh-huh. what would you love what do you want to be do or have and I encourage them, them to go bigger and better than they ever thought because uh-huh. people think this is what I can do but I teach them what would you love to do yeah right? yeah and uh, so we do it in health relationships vocation or the creative energy because a lot of people want to be an artist or write a book or maybe mm-hmm. do a podcast mm-hmm. and then uh, time and money freedom because if you got all the money in the world you got all the time in the world what would you do mm-hmm. with that and you write out a vision statement as if it's already happening mm-hmm. I am moving into my new three-bedroom yeah, home with I pool in the back right that's one of my favorite exercises to do in the morning mm-hmm. it feels so good mm-hmm. it shifts like everything yeah. yeah but you have to believe it yeah. because until you have faith and believe it to be true it, it stays in the same place yeah. but once you can close your eyes and get so detailed with all five senses as if you're living it then that and then you ask I teach them you ask what's the next step I can take to get me to whatever that is mm-hmm. and like I said you become acutely aware of your surroundings because the message can come through a song, a billboard, listen to people in the grocery store. I had one client get her answer from a license plate, which mm. is super fun. There's a license plate that told me what to do. Wow. So, but you got to be open and you got to be aware because the answers are there. In order to hear these messages, though, you have to clear out those negative thoughts that are cl- clouding your mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Those, I'm not worthy, I can't. those childhood paradigms that you were told growing up of what you can't do it's not possible or those stories that you told yourself like 
um, when I was really young, I had, you know, Forrest Gump had those braces all the way up his legs, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way I started my life out. And then <laughs> I moved to corrective shoes where they were, this tells my age, thick wood on bottom. And on the top, they looked like clown shoes, just clunky. Mm -hmm. And I had to do this race in the third grade, and I begged my mom not to go. Because I didn't like to do athletic. It was embarrassing because I was so slow. Well, she's like, no, you can do it. You can do it. Give me a big hug. And so I went, and sure enough, I came in, I came in second to last. And so by the time we came across the finish line, it was just me, my mom, this little girl and her mom. The coach had already taken everybody in to the, it was the turkey run to get the prizes. And uh -huh. so I set my childhood paradigm that day that I will never ever do anything athletic because my heart was broken. I was uh -huh. embarrassed. Well, then I turned 40, year of transformation, symbolically, and um, I decided to do a triathlon. Wow. Um, so I trained for months, hours, every day, and it came time for me to do it, and it was a week before, and when you do a triathlon for the first time, all the new people they get coached about how to do the transitions. Like you had to quickly transition from swimming to biking to running. I had to put your shoes on the quickest because you want to oh, save okay. time, right? Yeah. I actually didn't care. I could care less about my time. I just wanted to get done and not be last. Right. Uh -huh. So they started with the biking and we took off and then within seconds, the whole, just like third grade, the turkey run, the whole pack of bikes went way ahead of me. And so by the time I got in the parking lot, last place, tears streaming down my face. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not reliving that third grade experience. Well, my partner had been telling me over and over, get a new bike. A trainer had told me, and now my son, because I bought this bike at a garage sale for $5. Because uh -huh. I had money scarcity. Well, I can't afford a, a nice bike. Right, that was another paradigm that I had. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went and got a nice bike, and I ran the race, and it was amazing. I beat somebody in almost every category. Wow. Yeah. So I, I was able to overcome scarcity with mm -hmm. money because I was mm -hmm. perfectly fine, and the fact that I had a childhood disability and that I couldn't do anything athletic. But I set my vision of breaking a paradigm. I, you know, I did the work because you got to take action, but I also listened to my intuition, which, so that's what I teach people. What would you love to do even though you don't think it's possible, but you got to get these, I can't, there's not enough, I'm not worthy, and just any negative thoughts, even about other people, judgment of others, because as long as we have this negativity committees going on in our head, our mind is not clear enough and aware enough to hear the answers from the universe, because I'd already been told, you know, get a bike, get a bike, and I was stubborn, mm -hmm. and didn't get a bike, and um, and so that happens to us every day, we just don't realize it, we manifest every day mm -hmm. what we focus on. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> There's a couple of things in, the, and I've taken um, coaching from Laura, so I know what she does and what the process is, and there's a couple of things in there that I found really interesting. Um, is the forgiveness aspect mm -hmm. and that's a whole you know module that we spent on forgiveness mm -hmm. will you talk a little bit about why forgiveness is so important and being able to create what it is that you want i'm really glad you asked that question um my my first um coaching i i, I teach i do curriculum based which which means every week i teach a different subject and the first one is 12 weeks long, and that's the forgiveness is the only one that we actually spend two weeks on because it's so powerful. What people don't realize is that 
when you are not able to forgive, if you have anger and resentment, that is the biggest block in your mind from getting those answers because you're constantly obsessing of how they did me wrong and this is how I was hurt and it's not fair. And it, it, you're right, whatever happened to you is not right and I'm not saying it is that their behavior, you, when you forgive, you don't say your behavior's okay. Mm-hmm. When you forgive, it's letting go of allowing them to control your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because the, the analogy that I use is, here we go, we place these people in jail because we think we are locking them away. I hate you. I'm never going to let you near me again. You're not going to hurt me again. But the problem is, is when we put them in jail, we become the jailer. And we can't get out of the building and see the beauty. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is... To let go of the the anger and the resentment because that's what's clouding our mind. But in the way that we do that is we go into compassion. That's the first step. Now how we find compassion is we realize we don't know their story. So all these people shooting, going into an elementary school or whatever, and killing these innocent children and teachers. And that's so many people, the first thing they go to is anger. I can't believe this. Kill them, find them, execute them. Anger, negativity. But when you can go into what has this person experienced? What did their parents say to them? What kind of environment were they raised? Often, which is really sad, what did their religion tell them? Mm-hmm. That th- that this specific color or this specific group of religious people are so bad that it's okay to kill them. And because we're all born beautiful, innocent babies on the same plane. But then what we're fed into our minds and told over and over, we, if, if you believe anything, I mean, if you hear anything enough, you're going to believe it, whether it's from you or it's from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so these people that do these horrendous things, and like I said, I am not saying that it's right. What I'm saying is there's a reason they got there. And so when you can go into the compassion of realizing you don't know their story and start actually feeling for them and wanting to give them love so it doesn't happen again, Mm -hmm. Uh, then you can start the forgiveness process. And when you do, you're able to let them go because what you're doing is you're giving them energy, giving them energy, Mm -hmm. and it's sucking you dry. And what you need to do is you need to let them go and say, I'm not giving you energy anymore. What you did was wrong, but I'm not focusing on you anymore. And so that way our minds are open, like I said, to hear those intuitive messages from the universe. It clears our minds. So that's why forgiveness is so very important. Mm So the other um, module that I had the toughest time with was uh, tithing. Would you touch on that a little bit? Absolutely. So I had I had a hard time with tithing because I feel like it's um, a churchy thing because they want to get money. That's uh-huh. the way I felt. There was a certain yeah, yeah. denomination that I grew up with, and it was so pounded into your head. I thought, I am not going to give to you just because you want money uh-huh. to spend it. But then through my spiritual studies, what I learned is it's not just the religion that I grew up in, but it's worldwide. And it tends to be the number 10, no matter what it is. And it's not so much about organized religion as um, giving back to where you're spiritually fed. Because where we place our energy, our investment, our time, our money, that's where we're going to be given back. And so people that have scarcity of money, I tell them to tithe that magic number of 10% because it's rough. Mm -hmm. 
It doesn't matter if you are giving $30, right, because it's $100, or if you're giving $3,000 because it's 10, 10 grand. I mean, either one of this is going to be a challenge wherever we are financially. Mm-hmm. But it's faith and trust. and But I encourage people to give where they um, are spiritually fed. Some, it's church. That's an easy one, right? Um, some, it's nature, so they give to state parks. Other, it's uh, rescue shelters because they love animals so much. Um, I knew somebody that gave to a 12-step program yeah. because I was blessed to be a member of Al-Anon. It's most spiritual. That's where I started my a lot of my spiritual journey because yeah. it is completely spiritual path that you yeah. go on for this. And so wherever you're spiritually fed, that's where you give. And, um, and you want to do it consistently even when it's scary mm-hmm. and then but the the effect is amazing it comes right back around and you are given not necessarily from the place that you give right give to a rescue shelter you don't get 12 dogs that's not how it works huh. you, you, thank you. god <laughs> yeah huh. yeah could you imagine i know right so but you give to a rescue shelter maybe you're having a hard month and miraculously um you get a check in the mail yeah or whatever that makes no sense yeah. at the time but it did the law of circulation it comes back Hmm. So what are, um, you know, you said in the beginning, um, you talked about ask different questions. What are Mm -hmm. some of the questions that you do ask clients or potential clients? Um, Like one of the things that I do with my clients, it's always, it's the first thing that I ask, mm -hmm. what do you want? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you Mm -hmm. want? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of times it's very hard for people who haven't practiced this Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You got to think. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get into the space. So mm-hmm. that's always like, what do you, you know, if somebody yeah. calls me and they're like, oh, I've got this issue and it, what do you want? Mm-hmm. It's always the first question I ask. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you use to my, ask okay. your clients? So my primary question that I tell them what to always go back to is what would I love? Because we get stuck in what we don't like and we get so stuck in that, that's all we think about. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, okay, let that go. Because we can only think of one thing at a time. So let that go and just go, ah, my boyfriend doesn't know I can't find my soulmate. Okay, let that go. What would you love? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to find somebody that's nice and does dishes and goes to rock concerts. And, yeah. and just give energy to that. Like if they're wanting to find their soulmate. I have them list 50 characteristics of what they would love. And every time they go to, this is terrible, this is hard, I'm never going to find this person, I go, okay, go back and read your list. Hmm. But not only read your list, you have to become that list. Because we don't manifest what we want, we manifest what we are. Yeah. Because we're on that same wavelength. I learned that from do what? Wayne Dyer. Thank you very much. He freaking really programmed that into me. Mm-hmm. I loved that about him. Yeah. And it really helped me give a new perspective to mindset and manifestation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so do you have any tools? Like one of the things that you just mentioned, you know, it, it's real easy for anybody to get stuck in this, like, I don't want this anymore. Like, you know, uh, if you're trying to manifest your soulmate and you've mm-hmm. been on, you know, hundred dates and you know they're all bad and and you know this I just recently did this so mm-hmm. I, I noticed myself talking and sharing about all the bad dates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and guess what I was getting bad dates more bad dates <laughs> mm-hmm. right 
So I had to stop talking about it Uh in that way. You know, Uh I had to stop like, you know, describing that because I was like what he's wearing and Mm -hmm. what his teeth look, you know, the whole thing, Mm -hmm. you know, so I had to Mm -hmm. stop doing Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you have any tools that you help people other than, you know, like if you, and even just what would you love? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, should you always go back to what would I love? What would I love right now? And Mm -hmm. should it be like maybe a scripted thing, something that's you memorize and hold on to, or can you just be like, what would I love right now? Mm-hmm. Well, going back to the soulmate thing, because you've made your list of 50 things, and you got you, you want to be that, so you made that list, and one, one that thing that I've had on my list is loves to do dishes, because it ain't my thing. It's not mm-hmm. what I enjoy. Oh, you had to start doing dishes. Yeah, so you got to be that person. So mm-hmm. you start start doing dishes. You start doing you know, whatever you want. The ends to get like I said on the same vibrational level as them. That's number one. The second one, when you're going out with this guy and he has terrible teeth, instead of focus on that he has terrible teeth and you can't stand what he's wearing, you find you don't have to go out with him again, but you find something that you do love to bring your vibration up. Oh, he's he's got great earlobes. I don't know. He said something nice. He was polite to the waiter. And even though you know you're never going to be with this man again, because this is not, you know, this is not your list, you that's going into gratitude. And so what you're doing is you're adding to the list of 50 things that you have that you didn't think about. Oh, I that is really nice that somebody's polite to someone that's serving our table. Great. I'll add that to the list. So you go into gratitude. Um, for other things like, um, no, what was, let's say like, uh, I don't know, like, so let's say maybe you're stuck in, in, you had a fight with your spouse mm-hmm. or something and mm-hmm. you're not in a good place mm-hmm. and you're like, I hate it when he does this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to divorce. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would your tool be there? Okay. Thank you. Oh, and you talked about scripted talk as well. Yes. So we'll go into affirmations. But my tool for that is the going into gratitude because here we are focusing on the negativity. Never shows up on time. Always blog all and stay away from those definitive words. Always, never, can't because mm-hmm. the universe always says yes and they will always stay away. So you instead of obsessing about this things, what I recommend is to go and make a gratitude list and write at least ten things down about this person. Um, they play well with the kids or last Tuesday I saw him pick up a piece of trash across the road if I didn't know this person I wouldn't be here and for something like everyday things I get it I got a ticket right I got pulled over well that just sucks okay Mm -hmm. but so what can we go into gratitude he was doing his job I'm glad officers are doing what they're supposed to do he could have saved me from a wreck because I was going too fast Um, he you know, he made me more aware of how I can be safe. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. you really have to dig deep mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you go into that gratitude list because, like I said, you don't want to focus on the negative. You don't want to get pulled over again. And you go, this person taught you a lesson. Right? Even though we didn't like the ticket, we learned, okay, maybe we shouldn't be going this fast because it's the safer thing. Now, do you decide to drive fast again or not? That's up to you, right? And but my mom always said, repeat a lesson until it's learned. That's one of my favorite sayings. So yeah. it's up to you how many times you do it. But in relation to the other, when you're in a bad place, that um, I encourage people to make affirmations. Uh, the three Ps, it's always positive, it's always in the present, and it has a specific purpose. So I am, 
and you know you have that feeling grateful or happy or overjoyed that and whatever the purpose is I got my new car or I found my soulmate or whatever Mm -hmm. that is so but but having those affirmations ready um, I am powerful because you're feeling weak you just got out of a really destructive relationship and you feel very small and when you start feeling small and those feelings are come up I am powerful I am worthy and so you always have them in your back pocket or you write them on an index card and you put them in your purse I I love sticky notes. I do them on my front door, and I do them on the bathroom mirror because I see them often. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a client put a sticky note on her um, truck that she couldn't stand. It broke down. It wasn't big enough to hold the kids, la, la, la. But she put a gratitude note. I am so thankful for this car because it provides transportation and gets me where I need to be because she was wanting to manifest a new SUV but thought there's no way I could afford it. Well, lo and behold, within a very short period of time, she manifested this for the price that she could afford. Never thought it was possible. And she sent me a picture that for the first time, all of her children could fit into this car. And so she took a selfie to show me. She got it. She did it. But she did it through gratitude. In the moment, couldn't stand this truck. But she read that sticky note constantly in the vehicle. What's something that the most common resistance that you hit with clients is there something that most people resist or most people have trouble with themselves <laughs> yeah and no, really that just their minds they're I'm not worthy I'm not good enough I can't oh here's a good one that I love I hope you don't mind me saying this but the word should should is the biggest guilt word and I say don't should on yourself because mm-hmm. it's funny, and we because every time, oh, I should have done this, or I tried. I if they did it even a little bit, I say you didn't try, you succeeded. At least you're doing something. A lot of people are doing nothing, so I have people take the word should out of the vocabulary and the word try out of their vocabulary as well because they think I'm not good enough, I'll never make it, mm-hmm. um, that whole I'm not worthy. Those constant negative thoughts they resist, but they can be powerful that they can manifest but once it starts happening and they get little baby steps and realize oh okay I did that because they've been manifesting their whole life for bad things right and that's what we what we if you don't like your life look around you see what's going on you manifested that which stinks because we don't want to think that we manifested the bad stuff but that's Uh what we've been focusing on and so once they go to the positive, what they would love, and they start having these baby steps of manifesting things, and I pointed out, you manifested that. Mm-hmm. like, oh. And they take credit, and they realize the power of their mind, and they realize the power of their soul, and the manifestation just happens quicker and quicker and quicker because they're able to recognize the good things about themselves because before all they could recognize were the bad things, the negative things that were not serving them before. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite... Um, Something that me and her were talking about earlier is the sticking with the familiar. Mm-hmm. And how much does that play with your clients? Like them coming back to what's familiar. I love this. Getting, and how do you like work through that? Getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So the powerful example that I love to use for... I should, maybe I shouldn't say love, but that I like to use are women in domestic violence. They know they need to get out of their home, 
It's not good for them. It's not good for the children physically, emotionally. But it is so scary to walk out that door because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, Where's the money going to come from? Where am I going to live? All these different mm-hmm. things. So you don't leave. And and the same thing for other people. Uh, give an example for me so when I started doing really good with my coaching business I knew it was time to get my own website and start putting my classes online well it's gonna be really expensive you know you know when you're new you don't Uh make as much that's something you build up to but I also intuitively knew from the universe that that was my next step I had to get it done so I had to totally step out of my comfort zone make that investment not know where the money was gonna come to feed my family but I was completely provided for, 100%. Mm-hmm. But that financially is the hardest thing, I find, for people to step out of their comfort zone. But yeah. you got to push it. That's, yeah. that's your green growing edge yep. right there. And if you don't step into that fear and, oh, so this is, this is what I love. I tell people to wrap their arms around fear and say, thank you. Mm-hmm. Because that means you're getting bigger. You're getting better and you're growing. So when you find yourself afraid of something, just love it. Squeeze it and say, thank you. You are helping me to get bigger and better. Now I'm going to overcome you. Now I'm going to take the next step to do what I need to do to Mm -hmm. overcome whatever the fear is. And consistency. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What would you... Last message to our listeners. Last message... You're, everybody has great intuition. Often it comes to us in unexpected ways and we don't trust it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can, you can feel it in your gut. There's a reason that that's a saying. God is connected, the universe is connected to us through our bodies. We can ask a question and get it, just feel how our body feels to get that answer. Does it feel constrictive and uncomfortable or just feel expansive and good? We can just even ask a question and feel our bodies. But we get the answers every day, but because it might be out of our comfort zone, we don't step into that fear. We don't do what we need to do. So I just encourage people to please listen to your intuition. Those crazy things that come to you, go to a potluck dinner. Go to potluck dinner. That doesn't make any sense. I know a woman that did that, and she was needing a job. Well, she sat by a man that was looking for somebody that were exactly what she wanted to do for her career. Uh-huh. And she followed her intuition. Go to potluck dinner. Potluck uh-huh. dinner. It made no sense. But you have to really be in the moment, trust your intuition, and step into that. And you will be rewarded. Absolutely. You I will love be that. Yeah. I, and I so believe that, too. Good. Following my intuition has led me to like amazing places, mm-hmm. including with Elizabeth yep. and a whole of, lot of other things. Yeah. yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel all chill. I know. <laughs> me too. Good. Done. Good. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to mm-hmm. come here and share your expertise. If somebody wanted to reach out to you. Uh, they could go to my website, lauracole.io, for inspirational outcomes. It's the name of my company. Again, it's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Cole, C-O-L-E, dot I-O. You can sign up for my email. You can, it has my contact information. You can reach out. You can even do a strategy session with me, which is an hour of free coaching. Mm-hmm. I can help you develop your vision, 
um, you know, recognize some of those paradigms that are getting in your way, and why not take advantage, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, Laura Colda, I oh. You and also have some social media. Yeah, oh, Facebook. Okay. You do Facebook Live yep. every morning. Under under Laura Cole, I do a Facebook Live, uh, and uh, or actually, you know what I'm doing? I'm starting to record it now, and um, putting it on there through YouTube because I was a sign language interpreter for 20 years, okay. and I want it to be closed captioned for them. So I'm doing some Facebook Lives, but I'm also my my channel Laura Cole on YouTube as well okay. for the my deaf friends so they could get that that's awesome all right great great Mm -hmm. well thank you again if you you want to um comment on this um particular episode you can reach us at um the metal report at gmail.com uh-huh and please if you could leave us a review on itunes that will help us very much and don't forget to subscribe and share our video our um podcast and also you can find us on facebook at the metal report um we have a page, and all of our episodes are listed there if you want to catch some back, it, yes. back episodes. Uh-huh. And we also have an Instagram page at The Meadow Report. And you can find our all of the episodes at www.themeadowreports.com. Thank you. Till the next time.